Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And I'm still getting back into the swing of things here, apparently, because I totally forgot to do the outline this week. <laughs> Completely forgot. Uh, so, Aaron's going to take I'm going to be the Daryl of the show and basically save everyone's asses and do everything. <laughs> and, yeah. and not get th- uh, thanked at all for it. I think you're the king of the cast this week, I'm king you? of the cast, as all the right. boys would say. Uh, I, and I'll also... I just now realized you must have a custom version of the intro that cuts yeah, in because, like, 30 seconds in, I'm like, this isn't breaking the way it normally does. Fuck it. Yeah, we're both we're of us are, in. are failing the listeners miserably this this season oh, so I far. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. No, people seem to enjoy our season three preview cast. We've so. got a long season of failing ahead of us, my friend. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't declare mission accomplished this early into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll put the banner away. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome so, back, Welking, Walking Dead. Holy shit, what an episode, right? Yeah, I gotta say, I was blown away. I was blown away by the start of this season. It's really good. I'm gonna throw something out. Because we've we've never been able to dethrone the pilot. Uh-huh. Is this the best episode of The Walking Dead? Uh, man, it's close. It's real close. Um, I'm gonna say I enjoyed it as much as the pilot. Hmm. Yeah, because it had some genuinely scary stuff, and it the did. zombie effects were gonzo, man. Mm-hmm. And it had some genuinely good drama in it, too. Yeah. Not just action. I mean, there was some bullshit. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that. There's got to be a little bullshit. Yeah, it, it would, wouldn't be Walking Dead. It would not be Walking Dead without some bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, I got a little bit of news. Okay. According to Wikipedia, upon its initial broadcast on October 14, 2012, Seed, quote-unquote, broke several records when it reached 10.9 million viewers. Damn. Becoming the most watched scripted drama telecast on a basic cable network in history and the most watched episode of the series to date, surpassing a previous record held by season two finale, Beside the Dying Fire. Hmm. The season three premiere saw a 33.4% increase in viewership from the season two premiere, What Lies Ahead. Wow. That's strong. A third more viewers. And honestly, I was not a big fan of the season two premiere. I thought it was mostly crap. And this, uh, I've been looking really forward to this season as people that listened to last week know, and it's great. I'm, I'm rereading the walking dead. I started, uh, cool with, I can't remember. I think it's the third volume. It's like safety behind bars that, that trades. Yeah. 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 Those are good. Uh, So I don't know what particular, I think that's right around Issue 16 to 20 or something is where I'm at. I don't know. Not sure. I think there's six in each one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's 18. Somewhere there. But yeah, it's it's good. And I also was surprised at how closely this episode followed a lot of the action from the, the, the prison, uh, from the comic books. Similarly to the pilot where some of those shots are right out of the comic book. Yeah. Rick sauntering into Atlanta and, and a lot of that. There was a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of scene for scene remakes of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Um, so a little bit, if you're unfamiliar with our podcast, uh, and since I'm running the outline or a line in the show, <laughs> uh, we, if you're worried about, oh my god, he's talking comic books, abort, abort. Uh, we keep all the comic book type spoilers safely ensconced in the spoiler section. Well, those people have already tuned out. Really? They, yeah, they heard comic book. Trade paperback? I don't know. Gone. I think they're still fumbling for the iPhone. <laughs> okay. you know, the their iPod. So hold your horses. Ho, ho. Uh, no, seriously, we, we do we do the whole show, the whole recap, all the feedback. 
we do some outro stuff, and then we play 30 seconds of our theme song again, and then we talk spoilers. So you have to really fuck up. Yeah. You have to, like, have a, you know, Andrea-level, almost shoot Daryl fuck up to get accidentally spoiled in the show. Or a Carol-level, Carol. almost shoot Rick this oh. episode. We'll get to that. Are we ready to get into the recap? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, the first scene uh, was noted for its complete lack of dialogue. It was just very tense. Yeah. Everything with, with uh, body language and facial expression, situation. Uh, what would you say are survivors? What would you say their tone, their mood, their, 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 their outlook here? Hungry, man. Right? I, I really like the touch with Rick looking on the shelves first before even clearing that hallway. Right. He's like looking at the shelves. Is there any food? Right. Is there any food? I'm hungry. Which is also very faithful to the comic because yeah. leading up to the prison, they were all about completely being out of food and, and being very hungry. Yep. Um, I dug the homemade uh, suppressors, silencers. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. Uh, I noticed a Rick's was made from like a mag light flashlight. Oh, And for okay. once, they were fairly realistic sounding. Yeah. I, I mean, you get a good Foley crew. They probably recorded an actual silencer being shot. You know, I wondered. Because and they just looped it. You can go on YouTube and find people demonstrating what suppressors sound like all day long. And uh-huh. a really good one, especially on a twenty two caliber pistol, which I don't think either one of these were, uh, the action of the... Um, uh, the, the 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 ejector or whatever the shit slide. man the slide the action of the okay. slide clicking back and forth makes more noise than the actual gunfire oh it's wow. kind of freaky huh. so I like it uh, what do you think about Carl being a proto badass I think okay so let's ask I want to ask you this how long has it been since we saw them last the best I can tell it's been somewhere between seven eight months because okay. Lori how is, pregnant she is is ready to pop yeah uh, from dialogue we know it they're through the winter mm-hmm. and just based on Rick's man mullet <laughs> and uh, Herschel's beard and uh, Lori's pregnancy I want to say it's it's been somewhere in between six and eight months probably closer to the eight because yeah i mean i'm guessing that Lori got pregnant within the first four weeks mm-hmm. of the zombie apocalypse and didn't we determine that rick was kind of back on the scene between week f- four and six yeah, the timeline is very hazy it is in very the first hazy two seasons. it is very hazy but we we're they're talking about it's starting to get cold so it's going yeah. to be you know winter's coming yeah like it's i'd say mid-october maybe at the climax mm-hmm. of last season so so if you if you give it that eight months let's say mm-hmm. um i think carl has they're they're on the run they're certainly going to be encountering zombies left and right um with the places they've been in those houses mm-hmm. i think carl does become a badass well especially uh, and we can see it here you know you know rick with his rictatorship speech he was yeah. basically saying you know i'm, I'm through coddling you people you're gonna... I'm giving T-Dog lines. Yeah. God damn it, he's going to speak. Yeah. Um, so everybody got a taste of the T-Dog treatment in the beginning because no one got to speak. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was great. Uh, the group does look hungry. I liked Herschel's thousand-yard stare at the can of ca- uh, cat food. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Rick throwing away the dog food or the cat food? Man, that's a I move do- right out of a third-world dictator. You know, he's going to deny his people... <laughs> needed sustenance yeah because he's too good for it i'm yeah you you gotta eat whatever you can eat i think carl's right here i'm gonna eat this dog food and i don't care or if you're not to that point at least take it with you for true emergency rations definitely okay but i guess 
part of Rick being a leader is saying, no, you know, we don't, we don't stoop to this level. Do you mm-hmm. think that's what he was trying to say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He doesn't slam the can against the wall because he just doesn't like the flavor. <laughs> right. Um, Daryl still, sh- you know, I guess shooting Al. How much, what do you think Al tastes like? Eh, probably like chicken. Oh, I I'd think imagine. It, I think it's got to be the definition of gamey. It's like tough and yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. Probably some feathers left on there. He tried to <laughs> pluck them, but I don't know. Oh, speaking of Daryl, what do you think happens if instead of Daryl who opens that door when him and Rick meet, uh-huh. it's like Andrea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Obviously, couldn't be in this scenario, but prob- Carl or yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what Carol what, or anybody? What are you getting at, Jim? I'm just saying. Daryl and Rick were good enough not to shoot each other oh, when they opened that well, door. Well, if it was Andrea, someone had gotten blasted in the face. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Rick would have been dead. Uh, but the, the survivors are all really capable zombie killers now. Yeah. And they're very efficient. I mean, each one's got their own little purpose made. Like mm-hmm. T-Dog's got the poker, sharpened poker. What does Glenn have? I don't know, What is know, that thing? man. It almost looks like an aluminum baseball bat that's had, or like a T-ball bat or something that's been sharpened uh-huh. at one end. You know? Yeah, I couldn't tell what it was. Or yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either. Um, or like a shower rod with a maybe point on it, maybe, but it, it or or it looked like a piece of I don't, I really can't tell. Yeah, it looked like sometimes it looked a little square, like it made a piece of I don't know, like steel square tube. Yeah, has been sharpened. T Doc had the fire poker, fire and, and eventually the, the shield, which was freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, Maggie has the machete. Is she the one with the machete? Yeah, she has them at one of the... I think those are of the, all the Gerber tools they still got left. Oh, yeah. I saw... I think Beth had the Wrecker or whatever. It's like a, the one of the Gerber tools that uh-huh. had like a, almost a hammer at the end, but still a blade. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new credit sequence? Oh, because, cool. oh yeah. I, I guess I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the survivors see some zombies surrounding the house, mm-hmm. and uh, T-Dog calls it. they got to get out of there. Yep. And uh, Maggie scavenges an axe and pile into the Kia. Smart thinking. Uh, just yep. in time to peel off out of there. It'd be funny if every year they got a new model Kia, and no one makes mention of it. <laughs> it's the same color. It's just upgraded. It's the same model. Uh, it's, just the, it's just the latest version. <laughs> wow. Uh, what do you think of the new credit sequence? Cool. I like, I like it. it. They're incorporating the got new the locations. Yeah, you got a lot of... I, a lot of it feels kind of random, and I don't know that we're going to see most of those shots in the yeah. actual series, right. but they definitely set the tone. It's very grimy, uh, grungy sort of feel. I, I also like dig how when they show Andrew Lincoln's credits, they have the yeah. like sheriff's badge with the ash blown over it, and when mm-hmm. they show uh, Norman Reedus, it's got the arrows and the target. It's, yep. it's pretty cool. Um, I don't. The one thing I don't like about it is the zombies in it. I feel like the Walking Dead credit sequence should not have zombies in it. Which I didn't even notice zombies in it. Wow, pretty subtle zombies. In it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're staring at you with their undead eyes. Oh man. Uh, moving on. Uh, I just the next scene. Uh, we see the the survivors are pulled off to the side of the road. They're actually employing some zombie strategery. Uh-huh. They got a map out and they've mapped. The movement of the various hordes and the various herds. Um, and also, I love Carl looks awesome. He looks straight out of the comic book um, with a shirt and a hat. Yeah. And uh, also, Rick is a master kid manipulator. He's always giving him important <laughs> bullshit jobs like, yeah, you need to stand at the head of the road and take point while the grown-ups talk. And Carl just does it. Yeah, couldn't the zombies just come walking out of the woods on the side of the road? Yeah, but, I mean, okay. 
that they did that last season. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, and apparently they've been tracking the horde movement. So whatever that means, um, Rick is emphatic that they got to find a place to hole up because they can't be doing house to house. And he makes a significant look at Lori. Yep. So obviously she's got the, the little bun in the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, zombie bun. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't handle the zombie baby. Yeah, no, no, can't wait. Uh, so, what is what what happens here? I, my my outline is not really lead, leadership ready. Um, uh, don't they just Daryl and yeah, Daryl and Rick decide to go hunting. Yeah, and they walk past the prison, and Daryl mentioned it's a pit, it's a shame, and Rick has. Uh, I think they've seen this prison many many times. And probably discuss like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we get in there? But it's overrun by zombies. You think so? Just the way, just the way Daryl looked at it, and was like, man, that's a shame. Like, hmm. it wouldn't be cool if we could take that thing over. And T Dog said they were going in circles, so they must have yeah. seen that before. And it's got to be marked on the map they're looking at, right? Sure, yeah. So I'm thinking that this is Rick's kind of desperation slash, you know, we got to do make a big play. Mm-hmm. Um. And next scene, we see them discussing how they're going to do it. We find out that Carol's become a pretty good shot. Uh, That's debatable as action unfolds. (laughs) Uh, I also love Andrew Lincoln's line reading of I'll go for the gate. It's like that particular. He just decided he wasn't going to do any kind of accent at all. Oh, well, I I liked the humor in it. He's like, no, I'll go for the gate. Right. But he couldn't. But yeah, a lot of his Brits uh, slipped through in that reading, I thought. Sure. Uh, and then this was just basically five minutes of zombie porn, right? It was awesome. This is what I was hoping we would see. Like, killing the zombies through the fence. Like, it was such a smart move to get into that kind of neutral zone there on the outer fence. Oh, yeah. To where there are no zombies in there because there were no prisoners in there and there were no guards in there. Right. And if there are, there'd be few and far between, but your back is protected and Mm -hmm. you can... Now, my question... And they close it up behind them. My question is, why didn't they just do that? Why did they waste all the ammunition that they did that they did waste? Well, I think they wanted somewhere to they were talking about planting seeds. Of course, where the fuck are they gonna get seeds? Herschel's like, we could plant soybeans and sorghum and yeah, let's go down to the could, co-op. Yeah. Get some natural cane sugar growing in here. I'm guessing what the- I don't know, man. I mean, one year after the zombie apocalypse, I think it'd be pretty easy to come by like feral fields. You know what I mean? But there were no crops in there. No, but you could go. You'd have to go back out. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, sure. But I'm I'm thinking that you could probably find seed fairly easily. Uh, sure. Okay. Because like the other thing is like if you're looting a Walmart or a tractor supply co- yeah. company, you're probably not going to be looting the seeds first. That's not going to be a high exactly value right. item. Yeah. So maybe that's what he's thinking. Um, I just think that the only reason I can think of is that it would be super boring just watching them stabbing zombies through the fence, and this gave him a nice excuse for an action set piece. Yeah. And also, maybe they just wanted to get this done before nightfall. Yeah, there's that, too. Because once they do get in there, I mean, it doesn't take them that long, though. No. You know? I mean, they, they, they did fire a lot of ammo, but... They did. So you got to wonder, does the firing of all that ammo draw more zombies in around the fence? Yeah, especially since some of the sh- some of the guns were suppressed, but a lot of them yeah. weren't. The rifles especially weren't suppressed. Oh, no, no, no. And those are loud. Right. So zombies are going to be coming eventually. Um... I do. I love. I mean, this. You know, I used to bitch a lot about their survival skills, but there's a lot of clever stuff here. Like the, 
using the carabiner on that, uh, mm, yeah. you know, whatever that chain was, it's so quick and easy, and it's something a zombie could never do. Yeah. He completely befuddles a zombie. Mm-hmm. It might as well be a Rubik's Cube attached to that chain. <laughs> and that's yeah. brilliant. Super easy for the humans to get in and out of, but the zombie's completely foiled. Definitely. Uh, I thought Maggie looks super cute throughout this whole episode. Of course. She's, like, really buffed her cuteness uh, skills this year. Uh, I thought everyone headshotting zombies from, like, a half a football field away with a pistol was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they did really register all these people as badasses, right? Yeah. Like you were saying. But that's, so they've that's... got eight months of practice. Granted, that's hard for anyone to do. I know what you uh-huh. I know what you mean. But it's television, you know. Right. Uh, and then we see T-Brog celebrating his first line <laughs> of the <laughs> yeah. season with a woo! Um so next one, we see the, the group is gathered around a fire. Rick's on patrol. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's talk about Rick on patrol. The survivors were planning big about the digging canals and mm-hmm. doing farmland. What do you think about this scene? Setting up a bouncy house. <laughs> uh, I, so my thing was Rick's walking around three times. Uh, somebody says that's the third time around. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's Herschel. Yeah. Says that's his third time around. Right. Uh, hasn't killed a single damn zombie. <laughs> Like, why isn't he stabbing these guys through the fence? Yeah, I mean... Kill as many as you can. He's right there on them, so... Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not saying you, you make a full night work out of it, but uh-huh. if a zombie's there at the fence, shove your fire poker through his face. Yeah, you don't want him to build up. That's how fences get ruined, as we saw last season. I think this this fence would, would stand yeah. up to a, fair, a damn sight more zombies than the little wooden fence from last season. Definitely. But yeah, your point's well taken. Um... So that was one one piece of bullshit. Uh, speaking episode. of more bullshit, what do you think of uh, Carol Daryl? Carol Daryl? I've never really liked them as a thing. Right. I, I don't know why. Well, they do have a I weird. Just, they kind of got a had a weird muddled energy, like, like we talked about did. in the preview. The the preview cast. I can't. I don't know if you know she feels motherly toward him. If if if. She feels sexually. No, nah, she's trying to get it on with him. Well, now for sure. she is for sure. She probably has already. I think they? so. My read in it is that they haven't done the deal. They haven't. I mean, on the other hmm. hand, like, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Carol didn't. I'm gonna say something controversial. <laughs> I didn't, I thought. She, I mean, she's definitely zombie apocalypse hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I the you. pickings are slim. Herschel's sure. not going to let you near his 17-year-old daughter. Nope. Carl's Laura's, got dibs anyway. That's right. Carl's got dibs on that. Yep. Uh, you know, Andrea's gone. Maggie's already shacked up with Glenn. Maggie's shacking up with Glenn. Herschel lost a leg. I mean... Lori's, Lori's <laughs> you know, up with the Rick and big as a house besides. What about T-Dog? T-Dog we and Daryl. Have Darryl. sex with T-Dog? Yeah. Um, T-Daryl. I've got a spoiler. i got to take in a spoiler about... <laughs> Some possible man-on-man sex. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's some enticement for you. Don't rule it out. This is a, a controversial show. Some controversial stuff in here, man. Chopping people's legs off. Yeah. Some really You know what's hilarious stuff. is that 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 is more in this country. I know, I, right? I, I like Daryl full-mouth kissing T-Dog. <laughs> Would set the yeah. world on fire. Oh, they like, you can so chop much hate an mail. old man's leg off. You can rip a zombie's <laughs> face. You can have ch- children murdering zombies, no problem. Yep. Uh, so where am I? I don't. I've kind of blacked out a little bit. 
Uh, oh, they, I love Daryl. Rick's speech. No, Daryl, did you catch that, catch that thing about the, his dig on Little Shane? Oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. About not be any foods. Uh-huh. Yeah, Little Shane's got quite the appetite talking about Lori's kid. Would they still even be talking about Shane eight months later? I think Daryl would be digging in. Yeah. Putting digs in. Yeah. Hmm. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Uh, anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, let's move to Rick's speech, right? He comes back to the fire. They cajoled Beth in the singing, and yep. okay, whatever. Yep, uh, that cares? was a nice little moment. But uh, yeah, Rick's saying this this place could be a gold mine, uh, and he yep. says, "I know everybody's tired, but we got to push on." And he suggests, "Can fighting. I get some food, weapons, uh, or no? What is, what order does he say him in?" He says something like, "It could be have food, medicine, weapons, yeah, all that stuff." I wanted a Rick accent, but no, right. I'm, I'm doling it out. Fair I'm parceling it out like like cans of dog food. <laughs> Got to save it for emergency rations. Um, so obviously he wants to push on, right? As soon as he gets done yeah. taking his, his speech, Lori gets up and decides that she needs to break him uh, by saying they need a break for a few days. The baby's coming, and Rick's like, this. "Duh, isn't this what I'm?" Isn't this what I'm trying to do? Get like I'm getting a nest yeah. ready for the baby. This uh, is a brilliant scene. Can I just say that this is probably my favorite scene in the episode? But why? I actually like a scene with Rick and Lori. This is a first. But just because Rick didn't was not hearing any of it? No, no, because- no. Because of everything that's played out before. Okay, so Lori, we know that before the zombie apocalypse happened, Lori really wanted Rick to be more of a take-charge kind of guy. Mm. She was pissed, and she was thinking about leaving him because he wasn't. Now she goes to him, and she says, uh, you're pushing too hard. You're doing too much. She's turned him into this guy, and now she doesn't like what she's turned him into. Hmm. It's it's a complete reversal on Rick's part, and and Lori's like figuring out, I don't like what I thought I wanted before. Right. It's, I think, it's just really good. There's so many layers. I think Rick's not the Batman she wants, but she's the Batman he needs. She needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that's a good take, I guess. Um, but she's wanting now. The other thing is, I thought the reason she he shut her down so hard is that he thought she was wanting to talk about the baby's parentage. Yeah, with Shane and and that whole really, stuff. as we find out later in the episode, I think she really wanted to talk about like, look, if things go bad in the delivery. And the baby comes out as a zombie, or I turn into a zombie, or you need to put me down, and I need you to do that for me, Rick. And and do you think that's an accurate take on the whole situation? Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, I think so because he tells her to go talk to Herschel there, right? So and that's what she does. That, yeah. Next scene, if I'm going to pick a few nits, I would say that this is weirdly edited. Um, mm-hmm. that we see Michonne playing hide-and-go-seek with the walkers in a general mm-hmm. store. It's a little bit too ninja for my tastes. Yeah. Like, like I, th- I feel like they need to explain... Like, if I've, I've never used a sword before. <laughs> I'm fairly here. proficient in firearms, but if you hand me a sword, I'd probably swing it like a baseball bat or a golf club or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you, you, like a hickory stick. I mean, I think most yeah. Americans, you put a samurai sword in their ne- and that's what they're going to do. She's like... You know, doing all these fancy Darth Maul cuts with it, and then yeah. doing the flick a flick the, the the Pulp Fiction flick of her wrist or the mm-hmm. the Kill Bill flick of the wrist to get the blood off of it. Is that just for cool points, or I do you really think she's got- hope they explain 
why she's such a badass with that sword. Yeah. Because if she doesn't have some kind of background and she's just been wandering the woods, I think it's a little cheesy. I thought it was a little, more than a little cheesy. Yeah. Now, if they can explain it, if they can give her a good background, fine. Yeah. But so far, it's cheesy. Uh, a bit cheesy to me. And the other thing about the editing... Cool, but cheesy. <laughs> ...is I just wish they'd put that scene and butted it right up against the next scene with her and Andrea. Because as it is, it's literally a 45-second scene of her chopping off a zombie head. We see that the head is still alive, which that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes right to the prison. And it was I thought it was a little jarring. And I don't know why they did it that way. It's kind of like I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of criticism for The Walking... Or uh, not The Walking Dead... Uh, the Game of Thrones the same way that it's like, hey, don't forget about Danny. Here's a 30 second scene that means nothing in the overall arc of the uh, episode. Instead of saving them all up for, you know, a nice meaty 15 minute scene over the the narrow sea, they just kind of like, you know, hey, don't forget about this person and yeah. this person and this person. And I hope they do that better moving forward. Yeah, but you're right. That's what it is. Just don't forget. Splitting the party is a very good idea from a dramatic perspective, but yeah. I, I just hope they keep the threads a little bit better than that. Um, what else we got? So next scene is really badass. Uh, <laughs> it's the survivors going into the inner sanctum, and they're going to clean. They're going to unchain the fence and 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 push on in. Uh, man, T-Dog picked up that shield, yes. and there was a cheer that went up at the Bald Move headquarters. <laughs> there was. Because you had called it. You're like, I hope it's T-Dog with the shield. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. Uh, we got armored zombies. Cool. We got a zombie really cool. with the gas mask. Got his face ripped off and his That's... bare skull. The effects in this are so good. That oh. was disgusting. Yes. It was really gross. And it's <laughs> The so... skin just peels right off. So cool. Yeah. Um, now, I got to say that I'm kind of fuzzy about the logic for uh, pushing on into the prison. Because they... they Completed their Complete primary objective. Safety, right? Complete total safety. They could sleep without any worries that night. I guess. But it's like they it, – I feel like there is a shot missing because Daryl said something about the wall or the courtyard or, you know, having one girl in plain clothes I don't think is evidence that there's a massive zombie breach, right? Oh, so you didn't get – I don't yeah, so what happened it's here? It's almost like they looked around and like, oh, we can't stop here. It's like, can't stop here. It's back country. Well, <laughs> it was all – it was the buildup of zombies over on the other side of that fence. The second fence that they closed, um, there was some sort of breach in the outer fence because – Was there? There had to have been is what they're saying because there were more zombies in there than there were before. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, so, again, I, I was just a little fuzzy about the survivor logic. That's a, not to say there's not a – not to say there is a plot hole there. I just mm. didn't get it. Um, so anyway, the atmosphere inside a prison was awesome. Yeah. The echoes, the kind of dark shadows, the the dripping water. It's just such a great set and such an amazing upgrade over to farm. Oh, my God. Where the biggest drama was, I'm not going to cut zucchinis like in all you women. <laughs> I'm, They're cucumbers. Yeah, cucumbers. Yeah. That's right. Zucchinis <laughs> actually would have been something you'd eat. Uh, <laughs> oh boy anyway uh again this is why i have high hopes for season season three you look at that that prison set and you're like whoa oh yeah this is this is an adventure waiting to happen uh i also love uh you know the survivors start kind of settling in and carl's gonna just shack up with beth <laughs> until herschel ruins yeah, the party runs in there and regulates <laughs> 
Yeah, he's eyeing that top bunk, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, hmm. He's like, son, have I have I handed you a pocket watch yet? <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> I'm all out of pocket watches, That's son. Right. <laughs> I got one last daughter and I'm all out of watches. <laughs> I, uh, so I came here to do two things. Preserve my daughter's virginity and hand out pocket watches. <laughs> and I'm all out of pocket watches. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so going over to uh, Glenn and Maggie, Glenn's quote-unquote checking maggie for scratches is this an excuse to get her naked uh, yeah well certainly <laughs> uh but assuming that's not the case why would he be checking her for scratches they're all infected well but okay so the scratches don't become infected and kill her so so uh, that goes you know we we had a lot of talk about this on facebook and we get a little bit about this in Did the you? listener mail but my my take is that the the actual scratch or bite doesn't kill you it's the disgusting infection you get from a scratch or bite like yeah. like if you um if you if they got tetanus and died from sure. that it would it'd be the same thing so it's, this is it'd be like you got scratched by a rusty nail yeah so a zombie scratch is like getting scratched by a rusty nail and then rubbing weeks old chicken on top of it yeah <laughs> like just rotting meat yeah it's yeah it's, you're all you're all going to be a zombie when you die but you know if you get a massive infection from anything but a zombie bite is like I, I think of it like a komodo dragon you know yeah, have yeah. you heard it's like mm-hmm. they, they got they they've evolved these intense horrible bacteria in their mouth yeah so all they got to do is give you a bite and then they just let you die from it and then they go and saunter up and eat you yep so i think that's the the whole zombie um model for that okay um but it is a pretty gross makeout scene you know they're covered in zombie blood there's not really any making it, out guess, it's, it's but, a hug uh, yeah okay it's an embrace. My, my makeout threshold is pretty low, apparently. <laughs> you got to third base? Did you see that? Wait. An embrace? I don't think bases work that way. <laughs> In your world, they do, apparently. I think that's like hugging someone's like hitting a foul ball. <laughs> you don't even get to advance to first, man. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I'm never, I'm, I'm never really clear, especially when you get to third base. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure what first and second is. Obviously, I know what the home run is. <laughs> What's a walk? I don't know, man. I'm, and prostitution. Because that's the thing. It's like <laughs> the, the bases stop at home. Yeah, they do. But then you, when 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 you you get into real life, the bases certainly don't stop at home. <laughs> you got like what, like a a, a, a grand all slam. All right, all right. I mean, where do you on. go from there? All right. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, going to Michonne caring for Andrea. Uh, pretty cool scene. Very Thelma and Louise. I thought Andrea was dead drunk in this scene when it first started yeah you thought she said I, 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 when she came in there she's passed out on the floor she goes i needed wine yeah. she's like i needed light i know i thought she said wine and she looked super drunk so yeah the whole time i was like man she got drunk yeah i didn't trashed get, yeah yeah i mean it wasn't immediately obvious what the hell was going on but apparently she's gotten some court some sort of just you know, something like you would take for granted, like a strep throat. Like flu or something. You, know, you just go and get antibiotic. But if you can't get antibiotic, you, you could very well die of something like that. Yeah. So um, apparently they've had each other's back all winter long. Um, speaking of gay sex, I think it would be cool if they had some sort of relationship. Oh, yeah? And not from Why a parent. I mean, my lack. I mean, I'm, I'm not like from a straight male, like, oh, it'd be cool if the girls kiss. I just think it would be. <laughs> yeah. It'd be an interesting way for this to, you know, progress. Sure. We haven't seen any lesbian characters in this show yet. Yeah. Some strong lesbian characters. Sure. 
Uh, anyway, uh, anything else to say about that scene? No. It's pretty cool. I mean, what do you think television viewers that weren't prepared? I mean, they saw hmm. a little bit of it last, but but the, you see Michonne just leading these zombies like yeah. dogs on a leash, and they haven't explained it yet. Well, when, when she walks into that building to go check on Andrea, you see like a good close-up of them. You can see their jaws are all removed and their arms are removed. Right, and they're just chilling there. They're- yeah. So I I don't know. If I hadn't heard of that character before I watched this, then I probably would have been like, wow, that's crazy. And it is pretty badass because when she yeah. steps out you know, and walks through the the zone of lumber or whatever the hell that was, mm-hmm. she kind of like looks behind her and gives her an annoyed like yank on the zombie's chain. Like, uh, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. I mean, she... The way this actress is playing Michonne is like she's pissed off 100% of the time. <laughs> I like it. Unless, unless she's caring for Andrea and then she's, you know, kind of very maternal. But Heart of gold. Yeah. She's the uh, zombie killing ninja with the heart of gold. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we go back to the prison. We see the armor. They've tried to, you know, they've, they've looted the prison. They found flashbangs. They found tear gas canisters. Uh, they found armor. And there's just a lot of disgusting... Like, do you remember the There's old the juice. old He Man characters? They had that the the Hordak slime that they sold in cans. It's like no. it looked like they were pouring that shit out. Or the Ghostbusters, <laughs> they had the Ghostbuster slime. Sure, yeah. pouring us out of the gloves. And and Daryl's like, hell no, I'm not putting this on. Disgusting. Yeah. Um. Do you think it's a good? There's a lot of debate on the internet about whether wearing body armor would be good to fight zombies with. Oh yeah, man. The 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 fanboys love to debate this endlessly. Uh, they see, say I, it reduces mobility. And and line of sight, like you can't see as well. Uh, but at the same time, you can't get bit by a zombie. Yeah, and that line of sight bullshit. It's like, <laughs> it's like it reminds me of talking to bikers that refuse to wear a full face helmet. I'm like, no, I don't buy it. Yeah, honestly, I think a pair of racing leathers and a decent helmet would make you almost impervious from all zombie attacks. You're not gonna bite through fucking cow leather. No effing way. So like, I can su- they eat a cow? Because then they could bite through cow leather. <laughs> well, but leather is like it's not flesh; it's been treated. It's yeah, extra yeah. tough, and you know I don't know what left all out they, in the sun. I don't know what all they do to it, but it's 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 you know it, it can stand up to being thrown down the highway at 100 miles an hour. So I'd have, I would suspect that a zombie tooth could not just chew right through it. And certainly, you wouldn't have to You'd worry about so. scratches. But so I don't know. It's I, I feel like it's definitely a damn sight better than cotton, the fabric I, of our lives. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like. You probably wouldn't want to fight a horde of zombies in it because no. then you could get tired. Or they could just tear you apart. They could and grab your exactly. wings and tear you to pin. But like yeah. a single zombie coming and biting you on the shoulder, you're wearing like biker armor. They're going to yeah. sink their teeth into padding and the cow leather. I, I think it'd be a, a solid choice sure. for a zombie apocalypse. Not as good as like the shark armor. Yeah. But definitely better than wearing a sweaty t-shirt. Uh, so... Uh, Next thing happens is Lori wants to talk to Herschel. She goes into her whole zombie baby shtick, kvetching that her son uh, can't stand her. Uh, What evidence do we see of that? Zombie babies? No, 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 no. Um, She mentions that Carl can't stand her. Is that something we're going to see throughout the the, the season? Or is this just Lori being Lori? Uh, I'm assuming they'll fill that in a little bit more because you're right. I didn't see much of it this episode. Right. I also got a, a little bit of, like, Herschel being kind of annoyed. 
You know, when he's <laughs> like, Lori. this has been our burden to carry all winter long. Mm, yeah. And he was, I think, talking about Lori <laughs> to her face. Uh, no, he was talking about the thing with Shane and everything that happened between Rick and Shane. Yeah. He uh, tries to assure that he'll she'll, he'll come back around. Rick will come back around. Yeah. Get that baby out of you. Uh, Get that vagina back to fighting shape. <laughs> he'll come around. Oh, my God. He'll come around. <laughs> uh, Lori here says... Uh, that she thought it would be it would have been better if she didn't make it off the farm. Totally agree, mm-hmm. Lori. A hundred percent. You are correct. Um, one of our listeners, which I'll give credit to, but it, it's 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 too good of a segue um, in in the feedback section. He sent us an infographic, which I guess is from the Talking Dead, the the TV show. Oh yeah, they yeah. did a poll. Would the group have been better off if Lori had made it off the farm or never made it off the farm? What do you think the percentage was? I know what the percentage is because I saw the graphic. <laughs> Uh, 46, yes. Yeah. 54, no. Is they it, love Lori, apparently. I know. That, that's bullshit. I think it was like, <laughs> I don't know. They, they only pulled 10 people and, and half of them were producers of the show. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just saying from the feedback I've gotten, Lori, Anthony Lori sentiment is still hot. It's, oh, yeah. It's radioactive hot. Why wouldn't it be? We just came off her most annoying season. Yeah. So, so you're saying that, and even the sh- people that love the show seem to hate Lori. Uh-huh. You're saying that you're going to pull that in the, in the middle of the show, and only fifty four, only forty six percent of people are saying that no, she should die. I don't buy it. I think seventy five percent would be too low. I'm looking like Maybe. A, I'm thinking like eight out of ten people would say no, just because they're they're kind of dicks and it's the internet. Yeah, you'd think so. so. I don't know. I don't know either. Something fishy going on. We ought to do our own poll. <laughs> of me and you. 100% of people <laughs> said Lori should die. No, we could do like a Facebook poll and just see. Yeah, Although yeah. I would say All right, our, let's do it. Do you think our show... <laughs> as a, We I, have fostered a bit of hate. Yeah, we've, yes. we've, we've attracted a certain type of Walking Dead fan <laughs> that's probably not, you know... Uh, res- uh, 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 representative of the whole community at large, but it being, I, th- I think I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm going to open it up to our listeners. Yeah, uh, you can get that Facebook.com/slash bald move. Uh, next, uh, we see another nice kid judo move where Rick uh, makes Carl feel better about being left behind by saying, "Hey, you could be the last man standing after this." This is ridiculous. I figured out what the hat does. By the way, oh, it turns you from alpha to beta. <laughs> You're <laughs> because right. As soon as he puts that hat on. He's able to patronize. And he's him. docile. He's not wandering off and going anywhere. No, he's no. just he's staying put and doing what his dad tells him to. And and, and accepting patronism. I got uh, another theory. Whereas Rick wouldn't have accepted it before. Remember, he's like, "Don't try to patronize me, Lori." I got. And he I, didn't have his hat on. I got another theory. Okay. Do you know what was left behind in the safe zone? Beth. And do you know what was not left behind in the safe zone? Cock blocking Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you think Carl's uh, yeah, making yeah. his move while Herschel's out? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of kid calculus because uh, I guess he's supposedly <laughs> sure. 13 years old. He's like uh-huh. you know really coming into his first rush of hormones. Yeah, so I buy that. All right, uh, and the, the hat's a good theory too. I like that the, the beta hat. Uh, so what do you think? Um, so we cut the commercial and just real briefly, I think after oh, this is a national bef- commercial. Before oh, go we ahead. go to the commercial, uh, I noticed the continuity error. Oh, Carl has magic hands. Apparently, Beth might get a kick out of that. <laughs> but so he's so, like Doctor Manhattan level magic hands, or <laughs> well, not quite. Uh, so he's talking to Rick, right? And he's got uh-huh. this helmet that he was trying to put on. Uh-huh. He's got that in his hands. It cuts from 
from the shot of Carl and Rick standing there with the hat on the ground to Carl just literally putting the hat on his head. Okay. Without moving, without ducking down to get the hat, he somehow has it in his hand. So he was able to reach down to the ground, lift the hat, and put it on. That's slicing the cheese pretty thin. No, I'm telling you. Total continuity error. You could see through that cheese. You could use that cheese slice like a window. Go watch it, man. It's obvious. Okay. Uh, What do you think about this uh, Run for Your Life Zombie 5K? There's one in our area. Sounds cool. Do you want to do it this year? When is it? I don't know. Uh, is it a yearly thing? Because I know we missed I, last year's. Yeah, I think it is a yearly thing. It's literally in our backyard. All right, let's do it. Okay. And did you hear about this other thing? Let's, this, get, let's get our listeners to go with us. Did you hear about this other thing they're doing local? No. It's a, like a, a hayride, but they give you paintball guns, oh, and you yeah. shoot people dressed up as zombies on the trail? Awesome. But, yes, that is very cool. But the volunteers, or the <laughs> that must suck, because getting hit by a paintball gun hurts, man. <laughs> yeah. And are these zombies wearing, like, plexiglass face shields? Because if not, they could get their eye poked out. The ones that I saw, they were wearing what looked like masks, like zombie masks on top of paintball masks. Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. But still, I'm thinking that you're going to get a lot of welts. You're going to get a lot of welts on your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, moving on. uh, Coming back from a commercial, we get treated to the old Doom 3 lighting, where it's all dark and it's only illuminated by flashlight. Um, they do have, again, some good survival skills. I like the, the breadcrumbs, um, or the, the spray paint pointing the way out. That was, that was very cool. Yeah. That's actually a trick I use when I play video games like Minecraft and stuff. When I go down into the caves, I put a torch on the right hand side of the wall every so often. Right. And then I know, okay, I'm going back towards the entrance if the torches are on the left. Uh Uh-huh. Very smart of Glenn. You can tell he's played a lot of video games. (laughs) And he uh, said he has, so don't be calling me a racist. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, okay. I honestly got a little confused about what's going on here. Uh, it's like they're going in to clear the prison of zombies. Mm-hmm. They find a small pocket of zombies and lose their shit and head for the hills. And uh. people got lost and Herschel got bit. And I want to apologize right now. I feel like I personally drained his character shields last week by downgrading his death certainty. Uh, you know, it's like I just walked right into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell happened? Like, why did they head for the hills? Why didn't they maintain a nice perimeter and contain that shit? I think they just started to swiftly move back toward the exit, but but it, then they got cut off. <sighs> they got cut off because the way that they were going, they had to take several T's, and they couldn't leave someone behind i guess so you're saying and one of the t's the zombies woke up and kind of started shambling that way so then when they came back it was cut off okay and maggie almost got eaten almost really almost oh yeah zombies almost grabbed had had a hold of her and herschel that that's kind of done that's the other thing um yeah i this is a place where you don't want to see check off zombie like i would have much rather have just seen that zombie yeah um spring to life and bite Herschel and not make it conspicuous that there there's a corpse laying against the wall and 30 seconds later Herschel's going to basically run his thigh rub his crotch right in the zombie's face and uh-huh. then oh surprise it's like that wasn't fooling anybody come no, on it wasn't it I been, knew immediately it would have been more shocking if he like tried to avoid him and tripped or something I don't know I don't know how you do that better but that was a little lame here's how you do it better you have that zombie not come back to life and have another one on a different wall grab him yeah like from the other side of the wall yeah 
or he he that one comes to life and he avoids it, but he backs into another zombie. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. You do the zombie rope a dope. Um, so he gets bit. He's screaming. Uh, they drag uh, Uncle Jesse to the this this apparent cafeteria, and Rick just like I know what I got to do. Grabs a hatchet and just goes to town. Starts chopping wood. No, this is Alpha Rick. No hesitation. Oh yeah. He's like only one way to save him. Grabs the axe and starts chopping. Yeah. Doesn't and, even ask anyone what they think. And I this thought it was pretty... totally different from him with the kid on the fence. Yeah, he's like, this is the only way to save him. I'm doing it. And yep. Herschel, to his credit, he didn't argue. Like, I think I feel like Herschel's like, yep, this is this has got to this has got to happen. <laughs> was Herschel in any state to argue? No, I I felt like there was a little acting on his part where he was watching it all go down and. He could have been like, no, don't, not my leg, and but he d- chose huh. not to. And then he passed out then from the passed, pain halfway yeah. through the amputation. Which was cool. Mercifully. Yep. And then Glenn Mazzara, speaking of the rope-a-dope, threw in the prison survivors. Oh, yeah. We talked about uh, you know this, this in a spoiler section, uh, debating about uh, whether we'd see anyone surviving in the prison. And there at the very last... Um, I had not read anything about those in any kind of preview or any kind of material. They had meticulously made sure we didn't see them. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about anything that happens no. with them or Hell anything no. like that. Just to say that they're in the comic. I'm, I got a bunch of say cool the spoiler to see section. Sure, definitely. So some more new characters. Yep. This this I'm telling you this prison this prison set is awesome. <laughs> I agree completely. Wow. Uh, what else we got to say about the episode before we get into the feedback? Uh. I think this was a great blend of action uh, and drama and not being stupid in so many ways that The Walking Dead has been stupid in the past. Yeah, and and also it wasn't – it was it didn't have as much genuine horror as mm-hmm. the first episode, I don't think, the, the, the pilot. But it was – it did manage to be scary. Yeah. I mean – I mean, I didn't wet my pants or anything. but No, was... but there was certainly a lot of tension, like, when they yeah. went into the prison. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of tension there. And also, I, I give him balls for spending about a minute and a half of going through those dark prison passages without any fake scare. Yeah. So when you finally did turn the corner and, and saw the zombies, it was a genuine, oh, shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we? I, uh, and the other thing I really enjoyed about this episode is just seeing them trying to survive. Like, they're not... Uh, lollygagging on the farm they're not worried about oh is my hair looking good like they are just surviving in this episode and they did have it's great they did have some kind of bullshit bickering moments but it didn't stop the action yeah it's it like, didn't evolve into that it's like whatever we got stuff to do <laughs> yeah and, and that's alpha rick in action i feel like if this had been season two it would have taken seven episodes to tell the story <laughs> yeah it would have you know what i mean they would have debated it out in the field we would have camped out in the field for at least three episodes mm-hmm. carl would have gotten lost yep uh, all kinds of stuff would happen um are we ready to move on to feedback let's do it uh two michaels and an adam agree this was before <laughs> This was before the, the the episode aired, and we were talking about. I was on Facebook talking about the the Breaking or not the Breaking Bad, Jesus, the Walking Dead marathon that yeah, the AMC yeah. put on, and they said that season two is much better with hindsight glasses on. And there's some general agreement there. What do you think of that statement? 
I don't know. I haven't gone back and watched season well, two. We watched again. a little bit of it, and I I will say that maybe, but the, some of the stuff that fell flat just fell just as flat. Like all the Rick and Shane and Lori moments still sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jenner reveal was, <laughs> was a awful. It was like worst on the set, and you know everybody's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to see the whole thing to be sure. But I, I don't I don't know that I can agree that it's one of those things where like like for example if I saw I was disappointed with the first episode of season five of Breaking Bad if I went back and rewatched it now knowing how that season played out I don't think I would be nearly as disappointed because mm. it was more like just me being nervous that they were going to fuck up that flash forward yeah yeah um, I think the season two problems were a lot more fundamental structural but that's just my opinion <laughs> okay. Uh, Jasmine Bowen uh, wrote, uh, as she's watching it, she said, Daryl? And she spelled it like a blend of Daryl and Carol, which I thought was clever. Uh, She says, I'm not ready for this, but a great quote to end the episode, because that's exactly how I feel. And one of the prisoners said, oh, shit. Um, (laughs) So she said, yay for season three starting off scary. Uh, Patrick Walsh said, it's also nice to see that everyone's still making all their headshots, including Carl. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Yep. Uh, Arjun said, Daryl's gone full Clint Eastwood with the poncho. That was very cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, Daryl's awesome. Badass poncho. Uh, Drew H. had the following observations. Said, Carl Jr. is an obedient badass. Rick, assertive and quick thinking. Lori, still a mess. <laughs> Carol, oddly cuter than last season. You know what, Drew? I'm going to yeah. co-sign that. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a definitely zombie apocalypse hot. Uh, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Total team player. Maggie finally gets it. I don't know what he really meant by that. Uh, she likes killing zombies now? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I thought she got it by the end of last season, honestly. Glenn, steady, more grown up. I'll co-sign that. Herschel, mm-hmm. newly handicapped. <laughs> T-Dog, blossoming badass on a Daryl-esque level. High praise. Yeah, yeah, especially for T-Dog. I mean, he gets his first lines and he gets upgraded well, in his status. I, mean, I feel like he was ready to just take off. Oh, yeah, man. You give him a shield and send him down that hallway, all those zombies are dead. Yeah, like even from season one, he was always the zombie brawler, and now he's ready yeah. to bring it. Yep, and he has arteries of steel, apparently, because <laughs> he mean? didn't die from that, <laughs> yeah. that bite last time. Or that wi- cut. He willed his artery to constrict, <laughs> yep. roll back into his arm. Uh, all in all, great way to start the season. Zombies look great, and everything did or got accomplished made sense and was necessary. I agree. Um, I yeah. thought... It moved so much faster, didn't it? Yeah. That was really the breath of fresh air here, is the everything sped up. Right. And they tried a lot of new things. Like, there was two animatronic zombies. The one skeletal oh, yeah. zombie in the bra in the beginning, and then the uh, face-off zombie. Those were both animatronic, and the first few times I watched it, I didn't even notice. You could tell that the armless, jawless zombies of Michonne's are oh, CG, CG, for sure. Yeah. But still well done. Uh, they were pretty well done. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I've, that, I've certainly seen better, but this is television. You know, and that the other thing good. is, grading on a curve, we watch AMC and Standard Def. True. So maybe in high def, it would look even creakier. Maybe. Uh, that's something I noticed in Homeland. That show looks awful in high def. Does it? It's an awesome show, but it looks awful. You can tell they're using shitty digital cameras. Huh. And I'm spoiled by watching Breaking Bad and, like, Boardwalk, where it's all still shot in uh, celluloid. 
Uh, David J says, fuck, fuck, holy fuck. That whole ending sequence in the inner prison finally gave me the same feeling I had reading the comic. Nice. Yeah. High, high praise. Uh, that was awesome. Um, so you want to know uh, where did they get the silent guns? It, it appeared to me that they made it. Uh, I don't know what Carl Jr.'s was made out of. A roll of toilet paper, it looked like. Oh, no, no it looked no, like some kind of cone metal thing. I mean, yeah. Rick's was clearly a flashlight. I'm, I'm not sure. It looked to me like they had shaped something into a cone and wrapped it in duct tape. Hmm. That's just what I thought. I uh, said, I'm very worried they blew the entire zombie budget for the season. Uh, <laughs> I would say from some of the making ofs that I've seen is what it is, is they've gotten this down to an art. Okay. They can punch out high-quality zombies, like, assembly line style now. They've yeah. got, you know, everybody trained and, 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 and ready to go. Kind of like what, how they got with when they're making the Lord of the Rings movies, where they could just, <laughs> they could orc up a dude. They you, could make used to elves take, so yeah, fast. It used to take all day to fully orc someone up, and by the end, they were just like, you know, yeah. 45 minutes in a makeup chair, you're out. Yeah. And, and It's like Spock. Yeah. Get yeah. in those ears quick. Yeah. In and Plus, out. Nicotero is... It's not is, like Spock at all, you jackass. <laughs> Plus, Nicotero is a master. I mean, his team has been doing zombie effects for ages. But I would say he's really brought it to a whole other level. I mean, these are the oh, best yeah. zombies I've seen That face rip anywhere. was disgusting. Oh, yeah. It was some of the... Yeah, best zombies But even then, seen. like, the way they do the sunken cheekbones... Uh-huh. Is such a cool effect, man. Yeah, the zoom out from the eye. That zombie looked really yeah. good at the very beginning. Plus, that was an homage. I thought that was an uh, homage to that uh, Lost. Well, it, it opens on, okay. on an eye. Sure. <laughs> but more to the point, there was a... I think we talked about this in the show last year. There was a um, like an art film made of a zombie oh yeah yeah it was like the like the penguin mascot mm-hmm. and it started off on his eye and zoomed out I, I i that's got to be an homage maybe so because it was so much like that shot i'll link that in the show notes i've done it two or three times before but if we got any new listeners it's really it's a 15 or about a 10 minute film no dialogue all told from a zombie's point of view speaking of zombie protagonists i i wanted to, to mention this um, I just read this fantastic novel over the summer called Dust. I'm reading that. I'm halfway through that. What now. do you think of it? So far, really good. Yeah, It's all told from a zombie's point of view. Mm-hmm. And zombie culture is kind of amazing. And Yeah, they really flesh out what a zombie can <laughs> be in that. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> like, and from the zombie's point of view, their life as a zombie is better than a human. Yeah. Yeah, it's They're it's not, really interesting. Yeah, I, I got to recommend. Uh, do you know who wrote that book? No. Uh, I can find it if you want to continue with yeah, the feedback. Yeah, you do. I don't know why I stopped to do that. Okay. I'm going to continue. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin C.H. said, wow, first few minutes is loaded with great material. Silencers, the group function like a team, Lori's lame belly suit, and casual killer Carl. You know, a lot of people did bag on her belly suit. I wonder if that's a casualty of high def because we... I didn't notice. Yeah, I mean, she looks like... fun. I I, I gotta say, I think thin women that are pregnant look fake to me. Because their bellies just get so big. Yeah, you know those girls. The rest of the you know body. those girls. Like you know, they 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 go to the gym and they're eight and a half months pregnant and they're running marathons and they're just like they've gained no body fat at all and uh-huh. it just they it looks like someone shoved the belt, uh, basketball in their skin. Uh-huh. I always think that looks fake anyway. Yeah. So maybe I was primed for it. Joan Francis Turner. Joan Francis Turner. That's I'm saying if you're dust. a zombie fan, it's gross. 
it's got zombie culture in it. It's a it's I've never seen a take on zombies like that. It it falls it it falls off a little at the end, but still oh, pretty strong. Because I'm halfway through, I don't want it to fall off. It gets weird, metaphysical, and I've heard that it actually gets even better. Like the reviews say that it it starts off. Uh, as something that's kind of predictable and then moves into well, a really well-told story. It, it, yeah, it, it's completely, yeah, it's not what I expected for sure, but okay. I don't know that I liked it. Um, anyway, but definitely recommend that. Uh, going on, Justin says, it looks like it'd be about eight months after the last episode. Michonne samurai some walkers. Trying to figure out the backstory and her being able to chop off heads like that. I don't think it's that yeah. easy for an average citizen to pick up the head chopping skill. Totally agree, Justin. Uh, moving on, Shane B says a major detail that always irks me is this BS about checking for scratches where the infection might get to them. All that fighting will surely generate a scratch on every one of them. That's true. It's hard to hand-to-hand kill that many zombies and not get some scratch on you. Uh, also, B hand-to-hand kills generate massive blood spatter. No one worries about it getting in their eyes or mouth anymore. I understand this is a zombie story fraught with the absence of logic or rules to explain, but either you address the obvious holes in the premise or you don't have them check each other for scratches after a massive battle. Did you see Rick and Maggie's faces covered in blood? And you know some or a lot got in their mouths. Doesn't matter. They're That's gross, Shane. Huh? They're already infected. It doesn't matter. No, but... Blood in your mouth doesn't matter. I'm if pretty you, sure zombie blood in your mouth would be a bad thing. Because it has tons of bacteria Because you know in these it? people... Here's the thing. You know, these people aren't eating well. Maybe mm-hmm. they got a bit of scurvy. Their, their gums are bleeding. <laughs> they're going to get a hideous <laughs> mouth infection, man. And they're going to sure. die from it. I Somehow, I don't think anyone on this show is going to die from a mouth infection. <laughs> from scurvy? From a lack of vitamin C? <laughs> I really don't see that happening. How much vitamin C is in wet dog food? Maybe Andrea. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Daniel M says, not only does T-Dog get several lines, but he finally gets a, or not finally, he gets a riot shield. Best episode of the series. I'm almost willing yeah, to agree with you I there. I feel like I need to let it sit for a couple weeks, but mm-hmm. I, my initial first blush wants to give it to the crown for sure. Yeah. Michael P says, whenever Lori says, put, put at odds, someone is effed. Like when she told Herschel, I put Rick and Shane at odds. Mm-hmm. She also said to Shane right before he died, I think Herschel's conversation with Lori just put him into an emotional slump, and that's why the walker got him. He wasn't worried about Maggie. He was just aimlessly walking, thinking, man, that Lori just plain sucks. <laughs> Lori will spend her time at the prison cutting herself and listening to Dashboard Confessional. Not CDs, mind you. She'll listen to vinyl just to prove that she's so indie and dark. Oh, my God. Hipster. Yeah, Lori's a hipster. Is that where we're going? She can definitely pull off skinny jeans. <laughs> Eric T says, could we have an alien zombie baby chew its way out of Lori, please? Yes. No, I can't handle that. I gotta want to see that. No. I, I think either one of those scenarios that she presented is terrifying. The idea that a zombie baby could rip its way out of her torso or that she could become a zombie during childbirth and attack her baby. Either one of those is really fucked up, and I want to see it. So you're saying she's lying on a table, she turns into a zombie, she and breaks she out of restraint, to... she rips her own belly open and eats her baby. Is that what you want to see, Jim? That is what I want you to see. You are a sick fucking puppy. I'm just saying, either way is fine with me. Either way, Lori's dead. I think something. I think a part of you died when you watched this human centipede. That's not the Jim I know. <laughs> I want to see her sewn to Rick. <laughs> And feed her the baby. <laughs> and then Rick can eat it second. No, no. Moving on. 
<laughs> Moving on. Put uh, Carl at the end of that. Jo- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Joseph E. says, on a different note, I think the biggest character development is Rick. While he has hope for survival, he no longer has any optimism in terms of having a pre-apocalypse life for him and his family like he did on the farm. I don't know that that's true. Isn't that what the whole point of the prison is? What? <laughs> I didn't. Has he given up hope on having Who? a pre-apocalypse life, Rick? Rick. Yeah. Rick. Yeah. Really? Well, but what's the prison? At least, at least temporarily, he's get he's helping them survive. Mm. You know, he's got a, he can't say, "Oh, I want a cashmere sweater." In the middle of this. Mm. Uh, Justin C. came back. He double dips. He says, no, wait a second. If they're all infected, how the hell would being bit make any difference at all? That's your point. Uh-huh. We already talked about that. Yep. But he says, it just occurred to me also that having Herschel clearing out zombies is the absolute stupidest thing you can do. They possibly have the only person with medical skills in North America left <laughs> alive, and you hand him a bat to hit zombies? <laughs> Good point. Strong point. Yeah. Strong point. I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Why did they need so many people in that hallway? Yeah, it almost seemed like it was a liability. A yeah. smaller team would have been able to get in there, snicker snack. Uh, Trisha D says, I think they're taking things from the comic that haven't happened yet and are applying them to other characters. Examples, Merle loses his hand. Spoiler uh, alert! Well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that part. Uh, T-Dog equals Tyrese. Daryl plus Carol equals Daryl, Dale plus Andrea. Herschel gets his leg amputated instead of Dale. The writers are making switch-offs left and right. I think that's a smart way to go. For example, one of my favorite movies is The Master and Commander, uh, the mm-hmm. Age of Sail epic with... Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe and... Christian Bale. No, no, no. I forget the, the, the guy that plays Stephen Matron. But anyway, they basically pillaged the first four books for the best parts and made it in one two-hour movie. And mm-hmm. that's a winner if you're a viewer. If you got a thousand pages of material and you're like, I'm going to take the best, most succulent, action-packed parts and put it into one viewing experience, that's what you want, right? Sure. So they've killed Dale, so let's cut off this other dude's leg. <laughs> yeah. You think Herschel's going to live through this? Um, he said he's bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah, if he didn't just die right there, I think he's going to live. All right. Fair enough. Michael P. says, I know there's tons of comic book fans, and I'm one of them on this thread, so I understand if not everyone gets my point. Herschel must become a walker. He's taking the the con point of view. Okay. And I'm just now getting it. Robert Kirkman is obviously a football fan. Herschel Walker was a running back at the University of Georgia. That has to be the message behind the comic books, the TV show, and the game. There really is no other explanation. I think you've (laughs) solved it there, Michael. Herschel will certainly become a walker. Definitely. Ajuan TD says, love the cold open. They must have brought in some Breaking Bad writers because that was a riveting, especially the choice not to have any dialogue. Skipping ahead five months or so really worked in his favor, too. Agreed. It was great to see the survivors come back and be badasses from day one rather than... Can you imagine how boring the winter would have been? Either that or they're saving the winter. Because the winter is another animal. You know, the winter is them... They get really re- in survival mode. Because in the comics, they get a respite from the zombies. They kind of freeze Dude, up. They- um, but winter sucks. It's cold. Exactly. You're hungry. You freeze. <laughs> yeah. So um, that would be kind of interesting to come back for a flashback. Or or do it in another season next right? next year. I hope, of, they have Sean Bean. I hope they have Sean Bean come in if they do that. He can just <laughs> sit there and say, kill Win- him off. winter's coming. Oh, yeah, he'll get beheaded. Okay. 
halfway through the season, but yeah. still, he can sit there and say winter's coming and, and act all ominous. Uh, Corey from Alabama said, something bothered me about your Walking Dead Season 3 preview cast. He's calling you out in particular, me? Jim. It said that the set of Woodbury was just some kind of stage oh, yeah. built instead of an actual town, but I know for a fact <laughs> it was shot in an actual town named Senora... Senora? Senior? I like the passion you brought Senoia, Georgia. I know this because I visited there over the summer and I saw signs everywhere saying this was filming going on and it was a fact that can be easily found on the internet. I... Which we don't get on ever. I tip my hat to you, sir. You you found me out as the fraud that I am. But then he called... When it comes to identifying fake sets. He called my fat ass out and said... Good. Also, it said the prison was shot in a pre-existing prison. Wrong again! The prison set was built <laughs> specifically for the show. Oh! Maybe we got our wires crossed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. He says, P.S., you better not forget to open up with the Tex-Mex theme on the episode where Lori dies. <laughs> we will. Did, is that something I said last year? I thought you said it last week. No effing way. But maybe not. I mean, I know we drink on this cast, but not that well, much. Well, see, here's and the I problem. Listen, I listen to it between now and then. Yeah, I, I listen to all of our podcasts in the run-up to this one. Mm. So I it during that week, I listened to all of them. Well, either way, Corey, thank you for reminding us because we yeah. will – we will have the Tex-Mex oh, theme. Yeah. I'm going to be eating my burritos and nachos. We'll have a mariachi band. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Drinking tequila instead of whiskey. Margaritas, baby. Oh, yeah. Party. Uh, Mike B says, hey, guys, just wondering if you played the Walking Dead game and want to know your opinion of it. Hell yeah. Now, wait a second. He's talking about the interactive comic book that's online. Oh, fuck that game. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know anything about that one. You're talking about the Telltale Games version. Yeah. Have you played it? Because I played I, a demo at PAX. And I played was, episode one. Great. It's really good. I'm going to have to get it. What did you get for PS3 or Xbox? Xbox. How much was it? Uh, $15. Really? Yeah. Now, if you're if you don't want to wait, because five dollars, it's coming out remember. in episodes, and I guess episode one through five, because they're out on three now, and four is coming. Yeah, they're going to package all five episodes up for Christmas time, so you can buy it on a disc. And Sweet. I might wait for that. Yeah, it's definitely worth playing. Cool, at whatever price. Uh, what's the best part of it? I mean, it, it did seem like it's creepy. Uh, I really like the decisions that they make you, they force you to make. Mm-hmm. Um, the, some of them are split second. Some of them are just difficult uh, because it puts you up against a rock and a hard place in a lot of scenarios. There are a lot of moral dilemmas. Yes. Yes. And it feels very much like the show in that regard. Where is it set? Is it? Are you with the survivors or what? You're with a different group of survivors. So it, it doesn't have – like you'll occasionally get cameos from people on the show. Really? Yeah, from characters in the show. But you, you're not a part of the main survivor group. Right on. And they tie it in very loosely to the show. Right on. Uh, Vanny E says, I thought the season three premiere was awesome. There were tons of great zombie kills, but I did have one criticism during the right gear walker scene. What do you do when you come across a zombie with a helmet on? Do you hit them in the helmet with blunt weapons for five minutes and wonder, how are we ever going to penetrate these impenetrable helmets? Then when Maggie figures out you can stick a knife under the helmet, it will kill them. Wow, it works. Everyone now look amazed that we finally figured out the deep. What? It, this guy... I feel like he's season two Aaron. He's just picking these guys apart. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, Daryl shoots his crossbow at it. He's testing how strong the thing is. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to go through that face mask? Yeah, it's plausible. And it doesn't. So Rick runs up and bashes it in the head. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder, is it going to go through the helmet? Am I going to be able to get through this? Right. So I, I felt that they didn't do that for too long before Maggie... Yeah. Now, now everyone was like shocked when she 
figured it out and they're like oh yeah we can do that i don't yeah. know why that happened yeah but i didn't feel like it went on too long to just be them testing the waters right on right on uh jason p wants us point. to deba- debate in a zombie outbreak which would be more dangerous Riot gear zombies or flying zombies? <laughs> flying zombies. Of course. For sure. Of that course. fence wouldn't have provided any safety. Have you seen Kevin Smith's Dogma? Yes. So, in, spoiler alert, in that movie, there's two angels at the end, and they kill loads of people just by swooping down, picking them up, and dropping <laughs> them from hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah. So, a zombie could do that to you, and there's fuck all you could do about it to stop, but they can also just swing, you know, swoop down and, and death from above you. Yeah. One bite, one scratch, and you're done for. Yeah. Flying zombies are terrifying. <laughs> That's why. I don't know what kind of fucked up Resident Evil universe exactly. zombies there have to be to get that, but Jesus, yeah. that would be te- that'd be terrifying. I was thinking of the the scene from Resident Evil where all the crows are swarming around mm. them and dangerous. Uh, Jason P. By the way, maybe that's why I'm I'm more tolerant of Walking Dead this year because I watched a lot of Resident <laughs> Evils for the first time, and they're ridiculous. They are so ridiculous. Yeah, but very cool. Uh, Jason P. is the one I want to give credit to for the uh, Lori poll. About what would be better if she made it off the farm because there it is. Uh, Joe from Seattle. Uh, Joe is one of the very cool listeners that met me uh, on my West Coast trip this summer. Uh, cool. Bought me a couple beers and met me and Eric from the our Personal Arrogance uh, podcast on the Bald Move Network. Um, he says, holy shit. I think this is the best episode of the entire series. It looks like we just what we needed to skip uh, six months or so of winter and get to the meat of things. It also looks as though being the son of a law enforcement officer can have its benefits in firearms handling and taking out zombies in a cold blood as like a cold blooded hitman. Carl's all grown up. He's put in parentheses. I'm not tearing up. I just got something in my eye. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe, if I remember correctly, is a father like me. So he eats up all this, uh, he eats up all the Carl scenes. Yeah. Uh, T dog gets some lines. Carol gets flirty. Official perviction. Oh, Jesus, I can't talk. Official prediction, Daryl will take her up on this before the season is up. He says, uh, gross, but hey, pickings are slim. Again, she's definitely yeah. z- zombie apocalypse high. She's not gross. No. By any means. No, she's fit. Yeah. You know, she's got a not totally unpleasant face. Yeah. Yeah, she just and she seems to have chilled a little bit. A little chill. She's, she's definitely not playing the annoying ass gadfly. She's giving some props to Rick. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll I'll sign off on a Daryl Carroll romance. Okay, right. okay, <laughs> all right. Daryl should get some some some. Yeah, some T dog move in. I want I want to see some third base action. <laughs> uh, he said, and there's a bonus a triage amputation. By the way, did you notice the Gerber hatchet Rick used was the same? Uh, as from the kit that Carl snagged from the traffic jam. He also wrote immediately after it and said that he thought he got it wrong, that it wasn't the right hatchet. But I did notice that there was Gerber tools throughout the episode, so um, kudos for that product placement. He says, I'm also on board for the Lori Gets Dead prediction. Her character is useless, and if she doesn't die, her and a little Shane Bastard will just drag the show down like searching for Sophia for an entire season. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Although Rick seems to be having none of it this time so maybe she won't be able to Do you think having a kid will be make him into a puss nah, maybe having kids mellows you out man not having a zombie kid look at god <laughs> old testament he's a bastard he's killing people he's he's raising entire villages yeah he's striking people blind and putting them to the sword he has a kid new testament he's all sweetness and light <laughs> even mellowed even mellowed out our creator yes it did uh what else we got to talk about jim that's it we don't have any more emails 
Uh, it's, Light done. email week. We got some more in the spoiler section, but that's for the okay. spoiler section. Well, yeah, let's uh, execute the outro then. Man, I'm rusty on this, and I don't have my notes. Um, so we do this thing. It's the Ball Move Network. <laughs> you it's may have heard of it. Ballmove.com. We do The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and... What else we do? Game of Thrones, Justified, Justified, Mad Men. We also, something I'm trying this season to little effect is I'm starting threads on shows that I'm watching, but we're not podcasting. Yep. Um, I've got one on Sunday night for Boardwalk Empire and uh, Homeland, and um, I don't always get to watch it the same night because I'm doing Walking Dead in the notes, but I always get to it within a day or two, and there's other people participating. So if that sounds cool, you can find it on Facebook.com. Uh, slash bald move baldmove.com has all of our content on it you can also find uh, the personal arrogance guys from seattle speaking of uh, uh joe from seattle uh, they do a general geek uh, podcast uh, they talk about pop culture and movies and music and beer board games video games if that sounds cool check them out uh you can also follow jim on twitter at bald move and you're starting to do some live tweeting and stuff for this season, aren't you? Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have cable, so I end up coming over here, and I'm not able to participate in the other uh, threads that you start. But, yeah, right. So, but, yeah, I, I should be live tweeting every week. Sweet. Because, yeah, you're always welcome to come over and watch here uh, at the old bald cave. And what am I forgetting? Oh, so how can you support us? How can you help us with this bald movement? Uh, number one, uh rate and review us on itunes that helps a lot uh we're can't get new and notable because we're not new anymore but we can still get what's hot and we can rise to the top of the tv and movie rankings and that's amazing how much more traffic we get when we place well there so just 30 seconds of your time to give us an appropriate star rating and, and say something about us we'd really appreciate that uh, you can also support us by using our amazon affiliate link amazon.baldmove.com if you go there it takes you to Amazon's uh, website, and everything you buy on that session, we get a tiny, tiny cut of Amazon's profit. It's not much, but with everybody doing it, uh, it's enough to pay our bandwidth bills and keep the lights on here at the Bald Move headquarters. We appreciate that. Um, you know, again, friend us or like us on Facebook, follow Jim on Twitter. Uh, and if you'd like to send us email to do a long form uh, take, you can do that at watchingdead at baldmove.com. I think I got everything. It took me a while. But I think, I, think so. I got around to everything. Tell a friend. Tell a friend, yeah. I forgot that one. Yeah, get some, get get people jazzed at the work or in your family or in your friend circle. Sure. All right. Well, that's it for this week's non-spoiler section. We're going to do uh, a little bit of spoiler juice after the music. Until then, as always, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next week. back let's go ahead and run uh some sort of that's a little different it's not promo. next episode it's like the whole this season on sweet let's watching see it dead all. let's let's listen on the walking dead i'm not giving up this prison it's ours we spill blood it's coming you're not prisoners here you're guests i don't trust them oh, don't do that
next episode, watch Comic Book Men later tonight. No, thank you. Wow. Uh, I will not watch Comic Book Men later tonight. Uh, so, a lot of going on in that preview. We see yeah. the Woodbury group. We see the governor. Uh, I'm wondering... We see a helicopter. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're not going to make the Woodbury crew seem a little bit more sympathetic than they did in the comics. Because it almost huh. seems like they're setting it up. And we all know that pre, pre, promos lie. Sure. I learned that, that, that brutal lesson at the hand of Justified. But it seems like they're making it seem like... <laughs> allow me to... Allow myself to introduce myself. Uh, it seems like they're trying to make it seem like... God, I can't get out of this. Help me. <laughs> Just, no. It appears... It appears as if the Woodbury folks think <laughs> that maybe Rick is fucking with their community... And yeah. Rick is thinking that the prison community is fucking, or the Woodbury group is fucking with their prison. Mm. And and mm. I wonder if Merle is uh, is up to it. Because, <laughs> like, like, Merle might be. Merle's opening up the gates of the prison, letting zombies in, and then he's fucking up with the, the walls, and he's fomenting the sin because he wants to see everyone. He He's the, uh, you know, Alfred's man yeah. who wants to watch the world burn. He's the Joker. Finally well, spit it out. Okay, I didn't get very far into the prison stuff, but the people they find in the prison are fucking crazy, right? And we do see them. Yeah, so I'm wondering if when he's saying, what is going on here, his, in his Rick Southern English accent, Oh, if he's be... not talking about the people in the prison. Gotcha. Like, they're messing with him. Gotcha. Um, that At least that was my take. Now, I do think that you're right about them trying to make the Woodbury people seem sympathetic because it almost sounded like Andrea was trying to fuck with them, mm-hmm. like letting zombies out of cages or something to try and get free. I don't know. It it didn't seem like they were all that bad in that promo. Now we know, or at least from what I've heard, I haven't read that far, that those guys are not nice guys. Right. So... Uh, so I'm gonna throw up this picture that you none of nobody at home can see or nobody on the okay solid see. podcasting. Move. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that do because I'm, right. I, I can't throw to that screen for some reason. Uh, I got a screenshot of the last. It's because uh, you're the, full screen on the promo. No, it's because I'm not even using the right computer. No. Uh, so uh, I got a screenshot of our guys from the okay. end of the episode, the 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 five the prisoners uh-huh. and. Uh, I got an article that someone sent. Uh, I think Jesse B sent us an article to Reddit that talked about this. But then I found a interview with Glenn Mazzara where he talks about you know who these guys are and you know how they relate to the characters from the comics. And I'm going to show share that with with everybody as soon as I get this thing thrown up onto the next screen. And I did it. All right. So in the comics, there's four guys that survived the prison, and I don't, I honestly don't know what all their names are. One of them's Axel. One of them is, uh, one of their names is Andrew. One of them's Thomas. Um, so according to the credits, these guys are from from. If, if you see the screenshot or if you're watching the, the episode and you got it paused, the big guy at the the extreme left is called Big Tiny. <laughs> Okay. Um, the next guy over holding the claw hammer uh, is named Oscar. Uh, the next guy in the middle with the fantastic mustache, he's the guy that says, holy shit, I believe, uh-huh. is Axel. Next, the little guy with glasses is Andrew. And the other guy in the white wife beater is Thomas. 
Okay. So now in the in the comic book, you've got um, Ax, Axel, Dexter, Andrew, and Thomas. And you know the one thing we know about, and again, this is super spoilery. So if you're a comic book reader, you, you you already know this. If you're a television show listener, you should shut off now if you don't want to know this. Uh, Big Tiny is pretty much just made up. He doesn't exist in the comics. I think that the Oscar character is supposed to be Dexter, uh, the big black dude from the comics um, that everyone thinks is the murderer because there's some mm-hmm. murders that happen in the prison and everybody picks us. He's the one that is a self-confessed murderer. Axel is the biker um, who's a pretty decent guy from the comic books. Um, Andrew in the comic book is uh, Dexter's lover, his boyfriend, hmm. and he's an ex-drug addict. And Thomas, who in the comic is a squirrely little white dude, nerdy white dude, um, he says he's in there for some kind of accounting fraud. He's actually a serial killer. He's the one that's actually doing the killing. The way that Mazeras cast this, we really have no idea what of these roles they're playing, if any. You know what I'm saying? And and in this this interview with him, he says – I'm going to read the full thing – he says, this group of prisoners saw the prison out, the outbreak happen in the prison almost a year ago, and guards were turning on prisoners, and prisoners were turning on guards, says Mazera. Imagine a zombie movie set in prison. These are the sole survivors of that movie. And they've been locked up with each other for almost a year, and now suddenly they're freed by Rick and Daryl and the group and have no idea what's happened to the rest of the world. Part of her thinking was there's so many people during the Katrina disaster that were trapped. This is There's this one hospital where people were trapped and just waiting for help. That's who these guys are. They've been waiting almost a year for help, and help never arrives. And they end up meeting Rick and the group and being set free, and they have no idea what's happened out there in the larger world. So in a way, they're sort of like Rip Van Winkle, waking up in the middle of a horrible apocalyptic nightmare. Uh, Mazera said this about each individual character. Thomas, played by Nick Gomez... Uh, and he's the the little guy in the wife beater. It says Thomas is the leader. Thomas is the alpha male. He's the one who's in charge, and he's the one who set the rules. And he did before the apocalypse. He's been doing that since. And suddenly, here's Rick telling him, "This isn't even your prison anymore." Hmm. Thomas is not going to stand for that. Uh, Andrew, played by Marcus Moore, Andrew is really Thomas's right hand man. These guys are really the ones who have been intimidating Axel and Oscar, which is hard for me to believe just yeah. looking at them. Yeah. Uh, which I almost wonder if Mazares is fucking with us. Axel, played by Lou Temple. Axel's a great character. He's something, someone who's probably a two-bit criminal who finds himself in a bigger mess. He's probably happy to be freed by Rick because he realizes he's not as cutthroat as Thomas and Andrew. Oscar, played by Vincent Ward. Oscar's another guy who had to go along with Thomas's rule. <laughs> I don't think he had to. He could probably beat the crap out of him. <laughs> I'm thinking so, too, with that claw hammer. But yeah. Big Tiny, played by Theotis Rain. Big Tiny is the muscle of the group. The idea was mm-hmm. all these guys together are a formidable force. They're hardened convicts who have survived living together for almost a year, almost in the same way that Rick and his group have. So this is a surprising force for Rick to come against, and they're formidable. They're scary, and they're dangerous, just as dangerous as Rick's group. I have a trouble buying that, because Rick's groups have guns, and lots of them. And experience. And these guys have a bunch of melee weapons, it looks like, right? Yeah. So and they haven't been out zombie hunting for the last year. That's they've true. been holed up in a prison eating rations that, right from the kitchen. Yeah, although it's kind of what would that? I guess if you're a prisoner, you've been training your whole life for this scenario. 
You stayed in the same cell and building for years and years and years, so it wouldn't be that weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, that's I I like the idea of what they're going, and I like yeah, I like the fact that they've mixed this up so much that I just can't predict what's going to happen based on the comic books. Uh, But I have a little bit of concern about how believable I'm I'm going to find um, you know this guy and this guy intimidating this guy. Yeah. A, a big tiny is a very large dude. Yeah, to be intimidated by a couple of schmucks who are half his height. Yeah, so and half his weight. <laughs> what do you think about all that? I'm I'm gonna give it a chance. Wait till it plays out. But uh, Thomas is gonna have to be a badass in some other respect than stature. Like like one of those guys is like almost a psycho. Yeah, like he'll just cut your face as soon as look at you. <laughs> because that's the thing. I was like, I feel like. Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is real life because I'm not a gangster. Um, I know this is a big re- confession time. <laughs> I'm not a gangster. <laughs> but, you know, like the jo- it's the Joe Pesci effect. Like when you got oh, a t- yeah, team yeah. of a bunch of criminal badasses, the guy that's just a loose cannon that you don't give a fuck. Like if there's mm-hmm. a cop in the diner, he's still going to beat you to death. And you don't care. That's the guys that really intimidate the other criminal elements. Yeah. Because – you know, they've all got some vestigial moral code or self-preservation instinct that this guy lacks, and that's terrifying. Yeah. he's He's got to be like one of those guys. I get you. And he's kind of got that look to him, maybe, that he's he's kind of that kind of the crazy dude. The way, look at his body posture. He's kind of yeah. like, like, a, like, a, like a coiled steel, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing how these characters interact with our group. Right, so thank you for the the picture and the thread on Reddit, Jesse B. There's one other one. TJ from Michigan wants to talk about Michonne regarding what happens to her in in Woodbury in the comic. Uh, She's brutally raped and beaten. He says, I remember the impact it had because I liked the character so much, but I'm not feeling that that would be as big of a deal right now. I really hope she becomes likable in the show. That's kind of, that's, that's, so he's saying that a a real character that gets degraded and abused like that you know, could really hurt. And he's saying that the TV Michonne has not earned that level of, you know, bond and empathy with the audience yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give her some time. Well, also, it's been one episode. Do you think AMC would do something like stage a brutal beating slash rape of a woman in the, in, in this universe? I, I, I don't know what lines I they won't cross. Know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like we, they made a I child a zombie, if, the two children uh-huh. zombies. I, I don't know if we've, if there has ever been a line that they've wanted to cross that they haven't been able to. I, we've never heard the stories from behind the scenes that have mm. said, oh, well, the studio wouldn't let us do right. this. Right. So we have to assume at this point they just haven't wanted to do it yet. Right. And the story hasn't called for it. Right. Now, with the introduction of these really brutal characters, who knows? So, so uh, I'm going to wait and see on that. This is the part of the, e- the email that set my imagination on fire. He said, now, what if something like that happened to Daryl? Something terrible. That would be a big deal. Imagine how cool it would be when he gets his revenge. Can you imagine Daryl getting fucking raped? Getting raped. (laughs) That would be like like, If if, if he got gang raped Mm -hmm. and then... By this group of five dudes. No, or like from Woodbury, like the governor's people or whatever. They have to find him first. That would be... I mean, I don't want to say awesome because it makes me sound like a psychopath, but that would be It'll such be potential. They'd be ballsy. It would just punch the audience in the face, and we yeah. would want to see revenge on an epic scale. And the payoff on that, if they did it right, 
would be awesome. Would it hurt Daryl's character at all? To be raped? To be raped. No, I don't think so. Mm. It's not like he asked for it. <laughs> no, of course he didn't ask for it. I'm saying... I, okay. Would it are, make him seem weaker for for getting in that position? There are probably people that would make that argument. I think that's a very superficial, sure. I mean, viewpoint to have, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when Mark Marcellus Wallace got raped in Pulp yeah. Fiction. Did you think, oh, what a pussy? No, not one bit. No, and you're like. That guy has been an evil character thus far, and you still wanted to see him get medieval on and that you, yes. Billy rapist ass. You love to see that. And I don't have one tenth of the affection for Marcellus Wallace that I do for uh, Daryl. Yeah. I'm like, man, if they've got the guts and the foresight to do something like that and switch it around, because they are playing like Walking Dead remix on this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I really hope they go. Balls to the wall this season. I feel like we're going to get a lot of feedback. It's going to be mixed of <laughs> that's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard yeah. and fuck yes. Yeah. Because when I read that, I was just like, wow, that would be – not a lot shocks me mm-hmm. and gets me going on t- television. But that would be – like I would be pacing, waiting for the next episode to see Daryl get these fuckers. Yeah. So there you go. That's all, right. all I got. You got anything else to talk? No, man. That's it. That feels like a good cast. Yep. Feels like we got the people what they wanted. Well, I think so. All right. And that's it. We got 12 more episodes to, to punish the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, we what do. were we saying in the beginning? What? The beginning? You said something in the beginning of the cast about punishing the listeners or taking it out on them or a uh, rust. I don't know. Our rust is going to be like a tetanus wound that gets infected <laughs> and lockjawed. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> we're getting out of here. I can say whatever the hell I want in the spoiler section because probably not one out of 500 people listen to it. No, they shut it off already. Nope. All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right, see you next week.